What kind of paper do you use in statistics class, typically? Paper? Don't you use a special type of paper? I don't Statistics class, bar graphs, charts, line charts. So we always have to get a bunch of graph paper, right? Uh-huh. So graph paper in stats class. Mm. Graph, stats, stats, <laughs> graph. <laughs> you always find these parallels. I see like... patterns. It was preordained <laughs> back in high school at Accounting High. You've got the graph and the stats. Wow. Yeah, we're match made. He is the class and you're just the paper. May I have your attention, please? Welcome to Accounting High. Greetings, Accounting High. I'm Frankie Scarina, your substitute for the front office lady. Are you interested in building your own accounting firm? Are you interested in building a following on social media? This episode had you covered it do both. This is a laid-back chat between Scott and the Tax Telegraph, Logan Graff CPA. It's freshman year at a brand new school. Here, we have no rules in place as we're on a mission to set our own traditions. So hang tight and learn with us as we grow. Whether you loved high school or you hated it, here's your chance to be a part of an unforgettable experience redone. While you're here, don't forget to follow us on Spotify or subscribe on Apple Podcasts or wherever you may be listening to us right now so you don't miss out on any new episodes. And feel free to leave us a five-star review letting us know how the school year is treating you. In addition, share this episode on social media tagging us at Accounting High. So sit back, relax, and open your mind because class is in session. I repeat, may I have your attention please? This is another public service announcement brought to you in part by Accounting High. The views and events expressed here are of the next generation of accounting and tech professionals leading this space. The events and suggestions are not to be taken lightly. Children should not partake in the listening of this podcast. Anything else? Yeah. So without further ado, introducing the star of our show, Logan Graff and Scott Scarano. We're going to have a problem here. It's time for class. Are you up for round two? I am. You ready for I'm this? Surprised. I'm back already. You're back already by popular demand. Yeah. Literally popular demand. Got to move me to the front lines. You are our top five episode already. The top five. You're hot on stats tales of of the first stat snacks. Now, second stat snacks is tracking to maybe surpass both of these. Mm. That hadn't come out I yet. I was just listening to the latest Stat Snacks, I think. What'd you think? The one that was released like a month, within a month ago. Uh, it's good. I'm still working through it. It's two hours long, but it's good. I'm like over halfway through. So I, I have a feeling I'll get really deep coming up here in, in the podcast. It's a good two hours. Mm-hmm. And it's it's deep. We get, we get real deep. You might cry at the end. I'm just going to oh, warn man. you. Okay. You might cry at the end. Good thing I didn't just listen to the end because I I don't want to be. I did. I did. I know Luke. (laughs) Luke did as well. I don't know how many other people would admit to crying on a podcast episode with Jason Stats and Scott Scarano, but it was it was an accounting. (laughs) It was accounting accounting high cry. Thank you for coming back on. Thank you for being you, your generous self. You're um, of course. You're 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 marvelous, Logan. Um, we just hung out like less than a month ago, right? 
was it less than a month ago? Maybe we a hung out over. in person. In person. Uh, it was maybe like exactly, well, exactly a month ago would be Christmas, but like, was it a few days before Christmas or after Let's Christmas? Let's just say it was a, about a month ago, probably less yeah. than two months ago. And you saved my life, Scott. Well, that's why we're talking about Christmas. It's Jesus' birthday, right? I saved you for <laughs> Christmas. Now, now, do you care to explain this to the audience? Because they're really going to think I saved your life. Let's, um, let's elaborate. For, th- for those that didn't see it on Twitter. Yeah. Well, me and Scott were having lunch together. and What was the taco place called? It was called Taco Flats in Austin. Yeah. So it was El Jefe and El, El Loco. That might be what we call, <laughs> we call this episode, El Jefe and El Loco. <laughs> The boss and the crazy. Yep. So uh, just got done eating tacos. And I'm like, hey, Scott, I want to. How about I just give you a ride in my uh, police cruiser and my police interceptor uh, to his because hotel? I walked there. He walked there. It is like eighty something, eighty plus degrees in December, <sighs> and so he was. It would have been a little toasty on the way back, and uh, we we drive back and drop drop Scott off. Now I wasn't planning on driving him back. I was just expecting him to like oh i'm just gonna get an uber or something but i was like okay i just feel like i need to give him a ride back and why not we'll continue our conversation and so drive him back drop him off peace love you scott immediately when i'm like about to get onto the interstate to go back home and this and is this is also literally after the whole ride you were explaining the car and you were like <laughs> this is your pride and joy i, I love this car actually it's, it's oh a, yeah it's an old cop car yeah it's got nice seats uh, it's a uh, Ford Crown Vic police interceptor, old cop car, 2006, but it's it's in good condition. Yeah. Well, I was saying it was in good condition, and then all of a sudden, uh, it it basically sounds like my engine exploded as right I'm about to get on the interstate, and luckily there's like a gas station right there on the feeder, and I pull into there, and it sounds my car sounds horrible, and I'm like scared to death because like oh this is this is not good. Turn off the car immediately pop open the hood and like look around and, and I immediately like notice what's happening or what happened and there's a spark plug just sitting on top of the engine and I'm like oh that is not supposed to be there <laughs> so what happened is it, it it was it was loosened up over I don't know how long months or something and it just had its last few threads to go and it just exploded as I like accelerated to get on the highway and exploded out of there and if I was on the highway when that happened, I would have lost all power, all power steering, all power brakes. And who knows? It could have been bad. So that's why I thank Scott for saving my life. Well, you know, I feel somewhat responsible, too. You might have made it at home <laughs> or it would have happened on the highway. It could like it would know. have happened on the highway if I hadn't driven you home. I can guarantee it. Yeah, that would have been nuts. Well, mm-hmm. Well, I'm glad you were able to fix that. That's something that, you know, is beyond me. I don't ask me to touch anything mechanical. So just figuring that out. Did you go on YouTube to figure it out or did you just kind of know? Well, thankfully, I had had installed that spark plug (laughs) and what sat on top of a coil pack. And I was like, man, I I may be able to see if, if my engine's okay, like inside the engine's okay. I may be able to put put the parts back on buy new ones and put them back on so i got an uber to a parts store got an uber back like installed it all all the while while i'm installing it four different homeless people approach me and try to talk to me and i'm like clearly not in a good mood and like upset yeah. <laughs> i'm just like please leave me alone i'm trying to or or work can you give car. me a hand here like can you grab <laughs> like, this 
I need help right now. Yeah. Give me, give, give, hand me the wrench here. Um, yeah. yeah, but that's uh, but, yeah. Austin's a pretty beautiful town. Um, I enjoyed mm-hmm. my time there. That was actually the second time I had been in Austin because Zero Con had a co- well, Zero had a con in Austin mm-hmm. years ago, a long time ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I love it. I feel like it's it's maybe ten years ahead of Raleigh, North Carolina. I think it, we get a lot of comparisons to Austin, and we're just yeah. trailing a little bit behind y'all. But you know, both both very um, you know good places to raise a family and just good cities overall. Safe, lots of stuff to do. Lots of stuff yep. to do. I don't do anything when I'm at home, and I, I travel a lot. But when I'm at home, I'm a hermit. I stay inside, mm-hmm. go on walks. Mm-hmm. But um, I'm sure there's a lot of stuff to do in Raleigh. I just don't do it. But uh, <laughs> do you go out? You much? got a bunch of mountain biking up there. Yeah. What was that? What you, you go you out ask much? Me? You say lots of stuff I to do. do. I I go out to my backyard and <laughs> yeah, we're we're pretty similar home homebody type people. Go to the park. I love mountain biking. Go out mountain biking. But yeah, the city. You know, when you have kids, the city. Is it just a different obstacle, different different aspect because you have to manage the kids. However, like if you don't have kids, yeah, going downtown's awesome. And we and, work. And doing all the Austin-y things. Yep. We work. We spend a lot of time working, and we're gonna talk about that. We're gonna talk about our numbers too today, because that's another yeah. great reason to do a round two is to kind of share in our wins and our losses, right? This is the mentoring season of of accounting high. I also want to pitch to you the opening that we have at Accounting High and our faculty. I think I kind of um, hinted at that once or twice. But, uh, yeah, we have the the school cop, right? Or the officer. Oh, yeah. School I got to try out for the I mean, you, school but officer. You got to get the mustache back if you're going to do that. I, mean, <laughs> I was ex- kind of expecting it, but then I saw your video and I saw you. you uh, That's right. I had the full-on oh, cop good. It was looking when we great. We saw each other. Yep. It was looking great. Yeah, that was a good stash. Yep. But, um, I, already, but I knew I already had a heads up because I saw your 2022 numbers video, which mm-hmm. brilliant, by the way. We talked about Thank you. your 2021 numbers video in 2022, I guess. Um, yeah, it wasn't, I mean, it really wasn't too long ago because I published it in May. Right, right, right. And we recorded and... in May, but it wasn't released until a couple months ago. Well, it, the 2021 video was released a while ago, but we didn't talk. We talked about it right then and there. However, now 2022 video, I I was on it. We're both going to be on it this time because it took about seven months for me to release the episode where we talked about the 2021 <laughs> video. So anybody who listened to it on the episode just heard that, like maybe about a month ago, because your episode came out right before I saw you in Austin. Um, literally, maybe yeah. like a couple days before, though. So that's right. Timing is crazy yep. on all these things. Hopefully, hopefully it's relatively soon after. Oh, I'm on one this year. This year, any <laughs> episode I record is not going to have more than a month delay. And I only say a month because I've recorded four episodes this week already. Good ones. Oh, wow. I'm a little scatterbrained today. Haven't taken my meds. I didn't eat anything yesterday. So, mm, cat's out of the bag. Man. I don't have cancer, but I had a colonoscopy That's yesterday. Good. Or today. That's Yeah. And, um, did you did you hit a certain milestone, and that's why you have to get it, or was just like something going on? I'm turning forty this year, uh, but it wasn't the milestone. It was like I got some digestive problems. I got some um, 
I got some some stuff going on there. Like it's just my stomach always feels uneasy anyway, and I'm mm-hmm. picky with my foods. And I thought maybe I'm picky with my foods because my stomach's uneasy. Maybe I got something going on. Maybe I got Crohn's disease or something. Well, I don't think they said I don't, they don't think I have that, but I got some kind of colitis type thing. I don't know. I, I mm-hmm. can't even pronounce it. I don't even remember it. Mm-hmm. All those medical terms. Um, but yeah, it's all right. It worked out. Just wanted to maybe um, it's from all that stress. From being a from being an tax, accountant, tax pro, yeah. yeah. Well, that's the that's the other thing. I don't know what I am anymore. Ron Baker said I'm sitting on two bar stools. <laughs> um, nice. I don't know what like I I don't know if I consider myself a accounting firm owner, a rapper, or a podcaster, or a philosopher sometimes too. You're an accounting influencer now. That word is dangerous for me. It makes my head a little Influencer. big. You're in a men- you're a mentor. You're, you're I like mentor, mentor though. I like mentor because I feel like I do have something to teach and learn. But you do too. And we said this in the last episode, and that's how we're going to play this because you're killing it. You won the race to ten thousand. Oh, yeah, you won, and we talked about that in the episode too. And it was like y'all were both at seven thousand. Now it's like oof. now now it's the race to one hundred thousand. I think. Oh. God. <laughs> <laughs> the race to Who a million set limits on us i'll just say that so let me just put this out there too when i saw stats at um quickbooks connect he called foul play because i was picking on him because the uh i was picking on him because it's like almost he dropped it at the goal line like he should have won mm-hmm. that and then when he did mm-hmm. his his tournament you know win a trip to leary's airbnb mm-hmm. it's almost like he he was running to the goal line nobody in sight he had the touchdown, and it's almost like he flipped the ball right before. Like, you know, he started his victory dance too early. Oh, yes. And then there's me just like, you were plowing it. Into you, the tackle. Oh, you were coming through yeah. and you grabbed the ball. Like, and you, you, you turned around and scored <laughs> and ran it back. the other end. And I love that. And I don't like that he's calling foul play because I want to believe yeah. and I want to know that that was effort. That was you being the underdog because I was cheering for you the whole way. I love stats, yeah. but I always go for the underdog. Someone allegedly bought me like a hundred followers. He said five hundred, but 500, 500. and then he got another oh. five hundred followers after he hit one hundred. Somebody whoever bought the followers, even the score. Uh, um, yeah, I, I don't know. It it seemed, it seemed organic to me, like natural. It wasn't like an obscene amount of followers all at once. No, so no. It I, seemed I, like you were I, pushing. I you were making you. you worked harder because of the competition and you said that too you said when i and i yeah i went to linkedin that's how desperate i was I to that. try to beat him like i was reaching out to linkedin crowd and people are like all right i'm following you now and so like, i think i just got like all these little boosts and i i just took out all the stops and i think it was fair i think i won fair fair and square uh the underdog yeah and especially yeah. if you didn't by the followers, then it is definitely fair because somebody else bought them for you, which in turn means mm. more people were following you because of somebody else, right? <laughs> like, as long as you had nothing to do with that, I think it's all fair, right? You can't control that. You can't control if somebody else bought your followers. Yeah. I don't care enough. I'm the ref in this fight. I'm, I'm, the, I'm the ref here. Yeah. So I'm saying, I'm calling it fair. Since I called the match anyway during our episode, I'm also saying <laughs> you win fair and square if you didn't. So we're going to check your receipts. We got to make sure we check. Yeah, sheets. check my check my bank accounts. You're transparent uh, about all your shit, though, and that's what I that's what I love. Like, you know, um, yeah. 
I'm not afraid. You're not afraid. And it does take a lot of courage to put yourself out there. Uh, it takes a lot of, you know, regardless what other people think, you might make it look easy, you might make it look effortless, but it's not. To make videos, to talk by mm-hmm. yourself in front of a camera, that is hard. It's hard for me to do that. I need, I need, I need people around. I need an audience. I've never done mm-hmm. a solo video. I've never done a solo episode. So that alone is hard. And then you're also talking about your numbers. So you're really putting yourself out there. That's a lot of vulnerability. Um, yeah. It helped that I had the 2021 video. And I could, I really learned from that. Like, I kind of use the same framework from it. Uh, but I really Sally. learned, like, yeah, same as last year. <laughs> copy paste. It wasn't the same paste, as last year. Uh, your numbers improved in all directions, and your profitability s- jumped up by another 20%. Yeah. Profitability was crazy high compared to 2021. And it, I think it really had to do with the pricing because my pricing just kind of, it jumped up quite a bit yeah, uh, as well. Well, we can talk yeah. about that. Let's, let's frame the conversation with numbers. Yeah. I'm going to frame it with mine too, since I've been, I've been sharing mine and this way it'll, it'll cause like a, um, a, uh, frame of reference for the rest of the episode. Right. So yeah, get some context. We'll run through yours. I'll, I'll just share mine on the screen. I don't really care about that, but, um, mm-hmm. for the people just listening on audio, you've got 2022, you hit the 200,000 mark and you weren't even gunning for anything. Like, did you have a goal? We, when we, when we met in December, you said, I just need this and this to hit 200. So you kind of knew you were close. Yeah. When we, we met lunch, when we were at that lunch, you know, I was like, I would love to hit 200 K. I don't know if it's going to happen or not. Yeah. And I, it did just like kind of just inched by. And that was inched, all by inched over. Yeah. That yeah. Was all just all by run the year running its course. Right. Did you bill for some tax returns? Before the end of the year, did you, did you, uh, I might've had some projects be completed like pretty much last minute and I was able to build them as soon as possible. And so that, that, that's probably what took me over for sure. So, um, my numbers for gross, I hit, um, 1.56, 1. 1.6 round up. Um, I got my last three years up here. So as you can see. Maybe I have four okay. years now. Yeah, I do have four years there, but I have to starting with 2022, starting with 2022. Um, if you can, if you could see that we got a little over 1.5 million 2020. So for yours, you went from 142 to 202, which is a, a pretty good jump. I'm not mm-hmm. growing that much in revenue. Like as far as percentage goes, we have been pretty static since 2016. Um, since 2016, let me, uh, see if i can open that up here well i I don't i can't go all the way that far back but basically we hit Mm -hmm. 1.2 million in 2016 and just hovered there because i hit a ceiling right Mm. um and i finally got past that ceiling in 2020 and we can talk about how that happened but let's just kind of go over all the numbers first right so your let's just say without going through detail all the income and expenses and all that those line items your expenses were almost identical year over year 2021 yeah that was really surprising to me everything was so identical it almost seemed like you were really just playing the sally card because you were like i got 500 in this and it was even numbers and you maybe tell me tell me a little bit about i rounded yeah you know i rounded all of them but they were pretty much the same okay okay they were and your software too about the same so this shows like you can increase you know you you've you did a lot of things right last year i must say um 
and I will like to go into more detail, but you raised your prices. You had less returns total, um, but more take home because of raising your prices and because of the yeah. different activities um, that you monetized. Yeah, more work though. It was more work, even though it was less returns, it felt like way more work. Yeah. Well, last year was more condensed. Um, and mm -hmm. that's, you know, the product of the past two years and your first year. Spoiled. Being, well, you were, you were spoiled cause you hadn't, you knew, knew better. Like as on, as a sole firm owner, you never had a solo tax season compressed like last year. Yeah. Because of COVID. Yeah. So, so let's, let's just go back to your take home was over a hundred was a hundred more than you were taking home as an employee. Yeah. That's dope. That's, that's so cool. Cause I, you know, I, I never really imagined me making this much money before. Didn't really grow up in a high earning household parents divorced. So each, each parent, you know, didn't make that much money. And so being able to make this much money that I'm making now is, is really cool. And you could appreciate it. You get gratitude for all that. And that's, yeah. you're not taking all this stuff for granted. For sure. Yep. Still trying to not spend as much, you know, we're, we're pretty, we're pretty basic over here. <laughs> Don't splurge too much. Well, you know, I, I drive could, a I could tell by the car. 2006 Crown Vic. Yeah. yeah. You got the car for what? <laughs> two grand or less? Yeah. Yeah. 2,400. 2,400. Yeah. So you're yep. living the modest life. That's good though. Like, cause then you can like, again, like appreciate everything that you got. So. Yeah. And I can, I can afford to take a step back this year and, and really try to reevaluate my client lists and who I'm working with and how much I'm working. For sure. Um, so as you, you know, the one thing that you're sharing your numbers and that's, you don't have employees. So the biggest fear that a lot of people have mm. about sharing their numbers is two things. They either don't want their employees to know because they're making too much mm. or they are embarrassed by how little they're making. So they don't want to share. <laughs> um, it happens a lot. There's very few people like you out there that just put their numbers out there. And that's, that's what's so cool about this. That's also why I like, I like to, you know, whip mine out too. Sh show my numbers. You show me yours. I'll show you mine. Right. <laughs> so my run up to like, to getting to 1.2 million to 2016 was uh -huh. me doing a lot of work and spending oh, a yeah. lot of time in the firm, whether I knew it or not, whether I liked it or not, I was spending 60 to 80 hours a week. I was reviewing all the returns. I needed to see everything. I got to have my hands on everything. And I was making decent money. I got, you know, I was making it close to 400 and maybe 350 by 2019. And, but I hit a ceiling. There was no way I was making more than that because the firm just kept mm. toppling over. I couldn't get past 1.2. I just mentally and physically couldn't do any more. And I also mm -hmm. just wasn't doing it right. And it was, it took EOS. It took a, it took a few years of implementing EOS and getting that right to really get mm. past myself and also get past my own ego and get past the fact that I'm going to have to take a hit in my pocket in order to actually do this right. And yeah. And turn this into a legit business that can run without me. So yeah, I took a big hit. In You're going to have to help me with that. Yeah. No, this is, Wait, I got a runway for you here. And it, that's not foolproof. It's going to take a lot of work. So I took a hit in 2020, 2021. So, you know, it was 1.2 million. I took home 100. So I went from almost 400 to 100. And then in 2021, wow. we grew to 1.4 million, but I only took home like 200, right? 
Yeah. Last year was the year of the biggest unlock. And I'm talking about this because actually I'm, I feel like I'm sitting on the other side of it. I worked maybe three or four hours a week. You know I just messed around the whole year with this podcast. <laughs> oh, doing anything. Yeah. I didn't feel like I was doing anything. I felt guilty. I felt like I was traveling. I felt like I was just huh. having a good time. It's because you had built out a team? <sighs> My team. I, I owe all of it to them. But also it was like putting everything in place and building the systems and the processes and everything that just works. Mm-hmm. This is a machine now that's working. And the team doesn't the team actually appreciates the way it is now more than when I was in the business. I broke mm. things. I messed with the details. I I you got in there and tried to touch it all and try to touch it all, try to change things, try to try to do everything. You know, I, I always wanted to get the newest greatest thing, get the newest and greatest app, change this, change this. Yeah. And just it was it was wearing on them. So it, this past year was their best year ever at the firm because i was away and well your staff wages decreased it did so that's another thing so i'm so i'm confused oh so capacity we we had a lot of capacity in the two years prior that was also why the margins went down a lot so let's just let's just kind of frame the numbers here too last year take home 651 more than i ever even imagined i'd be taking home that's crazy staff wages went from in the past three years, we'll just go with just staff wages, right? Did have to let go of our front office person because we had no office anymore. Also, we let go of some extra capacity that we had that we definitely didn't need. So we, we let go of two people early 2021. And and then I had two other US CPAs leave for different... Well, one we had to... One just wasn't working out. She wasn't doing anything. Basically, she was like work at home, not doing anything. And another mm-hmm. one was basically wanted to be a mom again, full time, and couldn't do both. We were able to replace them both in Philippines. The U.S. employees, we can't hire more. We tried to fire, hire more U.S. employees. Mm-hmm. We end up going, and we have four people in the Philippines now. Obviously, I think you know if you know much about outsourcing, that's a lot more profitable, right? Yeah, um, clearly, <laughs> it's a lot more profitable. Our our outside wages went up but not by that much it was it's amazing how hard how much harder they work too and i'm Mm. sure you hear this about anybody who does outsourcing you know they're getting paid a pretty respectable wage for where they live Mm -hmm. and they're working real hard and we've got all the systems and processes in place for them to be able to do the work asynchronously too so we don't need to be on the same time zone they're not client facing so they're getting all their work done and our team mm-hmm. can really just focus on the relationship with the client. And that's what we teach. That's what, you know, that's what we tell anybody is this is what you're doing this year. You're outsourcing your tax returns so you could spend more time reviewing and with the client mm-hmm. and providing more value. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I don't think we could ever outsource everything because we need that client facing person. But we just know what we need now. And I'm not overstaffed. So I, I didn't think I realized I was overstaffed in the u.s until Mm -hmm. i had to people leave until we had to let people go and we realized what we had so these margins Mm -hmm. are real because i probably could have always had these margins if i was paying attention um Mm -hmm. it's hard to know what you have going on when you have a large firm i mean it's i'm a really small firm comparatively speaking we have a lot of friends and a lot of people like you know there's i'm a very small firm but when you have over a million firm you don't know everything that's going on yeah 
And it's so hard to really measure capacity or to know. And we're trying to like track time and figure out what's everybody's capacity, but that doesn't tell you. Tracking time tells you nothing. And I know this from mm-hmm. experience. We, ne- we actually never tracked time up until a few years ago when our Martins were getting killed. And as we started tracking time, we thought, okay, maybe we'll be able to measure people's capacity, but it's just how long it takes them to do something. Some people take less time to do the same thing, right? Mm-hmm. So time, time tells you nothing. I'm with Ron Baker there. I'm with all the anti-time people. I know you don't track your time too, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, there's just a lot, a lot of different things, a lot of little things, but you really like, you're on the right track here and you're doing all the right mm-hmm. things. And I think once you hit the point of ceiling, you're going to know when you need another real operations person to help you. And that's the unlock is finding mm-hmm. somebody. And it's not necessarily somebody that's going to do operational work, but somebody that's going to manage operations. Mm-hmm. It could be you, you could be that operations person. But then you need that counterpart as the sales guy, as the, you know, the real like schmoozer, as I would say, or the visionary, as they would say in EOS terms, right? Having that integrator visionary combo is the unlock for everything. And and a lot of people don't want to spend the money on something like that early on because it's really going to cut into your pocket. Oh, yeah. It's a scary, scary thing to do. So, yeah. That's that's kind of why I'm doing. Uh, I'm outsourcing about 50 returns this year, as kind of like a, a a small step in that direction. So if it works out, it's great. And if I can outsource more next year, well, I can hopefully elevate my contractor to be more of a reviewer, and that makes his job easier, and then will make my job easier. But it, I kind of, I'm doing just like a little baby step right now. I'm not completely going for it yet and maybe maybe my contractor can eventually work more right now he's a stay-at-home dad and you know kind of has weird weird hours because he takes care of his kids most of the day but maybe he's his capacity opens up and so if i if i have all these kind of outsourced returns i can i could move them to him eventually too as well and more of like a full-time position versus uh, a very small part-time position. Well, you're very in tune with what your needs are right now too. And I think a lot of us get caught up in the work and get caught up chasing cert- the wrong things. And it doesn't mm-hmm. look like you're chasing anything. You know, you weren't really pushing your, yourself to get to a top line number or to get to a profitability number. You wanted to have a better sense of lifestyle. You know, I'm not going to say work-life balance because you're working at home. Everything is the same. You know, <laughs> there's no difference. You walk outside and you're still at home, right? But you know that you were pushing your limits in 2022 or 2021, yeah. right? Or two. I forgot which one. 2022 is when I was like, okay, I know my limits now because I just went through a bunch of crap that I don't want to go through again sure. personally. Just yeah, worked worked way too much in my opinion. But a lot of time on Twitter. A lot of time on Twitter. Now I now I know exactly how much time I'm spending on Twitter through this app that I'm using to track time. So it's really eye opening. I'm like, oh crap! Like this needs to get under control. (laughs) But let's talk about that too. To track time, but it's not you actually tracking time. It's tracking in the background based on your activities on your computer. Is that right? Yeah. So yeah. Tell me a little bit about that. Are they uh, first? Really are they sponsoring cool. you? Are they are they telling you to share no, these apps? Or are you just doing? I did a tweet yeah. yesterday, a thread I about saw the it. Tweet, yeah, yeah. Uh, What's the name of it? You know, I'd love to get some free months, but it's really not that expensive. Okay. Uh, so I'm not. It's not like it's saving me a ton of money to refer people to it. 
So there's really not much monetary benefit. It's really just to help other people. Let me let you in on a secret. Uh, yeah. You're not, a, you're not an Apple user, right? Apple does that yeah. across all your devices already. Oh, Built I'm not an Apple user. Yeah, I know. So even on your computer? Even on your computer. Wow. All of them. Okay. It may not go into as much detail. Actually, it does. It knows if you're on Twitter, it gives you the breakdown of all the apps and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, each website. Time. I don't know if it goes to each website. It probably just does Chrome. Um, I, I haven't okay. looked at that that full detail, but it does go across apps. So if you're using Twitter mostly mm-hmm. on the app, it knows mm-hmm. that. But yeah, I mean, I saw what yours gave you. It gave you breakdown detail of websites too, which would be very yeah. useful. So actually, this. So I'm using that app to to track, not like client work to build them. No, it's to really track like, am I am I hitting my goal of of trying to work less uh, this year? And so if I can look back at the end of the year and be like, okay, I averaged 35 hours, 30 hours a week on actual like admin or client work, then that could be a success. But I'll have like a baseline now because uh, I've never really tracked my time this much before. And then I can be like, okay, I'm, I'm going to make an effort to to work even less this next year and, and more spend more time on content creation. So I'm measuring three big buckets, admin time, client work and content creation because I want to reduce client work and admin time and increase content creation time. And that's kind of like measuring my success for, for this year. You can only improve what you measure. Yeah. And measure twice, cut once. That's what they say in wood shop. (laughs) But yeah, I I don't, I don't know my numbers last year. I just have a feeling and that feeling was terrible. And that's also why we started tracking time because our team, as we asked them, how much time are they spending on each client just to get a general idea? Mm. No idea whatsoever. Like mm. they threw ballpark numbers out there that were way off. Like, oh, I'm, I'm, maybe I spend two hours on this client, three hours on that one way off. They were off by a couple hours on some of these clients. Mm. So, you know, you mm. kind of need that measurement just to be able to improve and to be able to recalibrate. And then you might not need it anymore. And I actually learned that from Blake um, as he was building out his processes for Earmark. Mm-hmm. He was measuring time. He was tracking it just to know what capacity is and what, you know, what time, how much time this should take roughly. Yeah. Especially if you have other people doing it, because then you can actually measure and do comparative um, numbers like, okay, this new person is learning but they're still doing it faster than the other person and they're not making mistakes, right? So you know how good somebody is and how great they're doing. As you start to hire more and as you start to expose yourself to more people, I think it is a good Mm -hmm. idea to measure that knowing and them knowing too, especially if it's in the background, right? You're only doing it for sake of improvement. Doing it for yourself is important too so you can improve where your time is spent and some of us just don't have any self-control. We get drawn to certain apps and we have to put other controls in place if we know it's draining too much of our time. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. yeah, I got to control my Twitter usage for my phone and my computer. Yeah. It's bad. Well, yeah. So being able to look back and be like, I was on Twitter for an hour on my computer yesterday. An hour and 14 minutes. And then my phone can tell me as well. I have a timer limit on how much I can use Twitter for the day on my phone. And then it'll like kick me off of it, thankfully. But even that is still like 30-ish, 
40 minutes I give myself. And so if you combine those two, that's, dude, that's a lot. Think about what you can do in that uh, time. Yeah. Uh, be more present with my family. That's it. <laughs> yeah. That's a big one. So that's a big convicting, convicting metric. So something I'm trying to always improve on. Well, we can't always point the finger at the apps because I know from my own experience, even if I don't have my phone, I'm preoccupied in my head sometimes too. And I'm thinking mm-hmm. about other stuff, even without all the inputs, without emails hitting me, without alerts hitting me, without my phone around, I'm still sitting there thinking about something in my head. So it takes a lot of presence practice, practice being present in order to even be present with your family, even without all those, because our, our brains are so wired differently now after all of this time with all the devices, with all the inputs, with all the notifications. Mm-hmm. I'm dopamine. Yeah. yeah. And yeah, I find myself just like trailing away as somebody's talking and maybe that's my ADHD. Maybe that's uh, something else. I don't know, but I've, I still always have, I still struggle with it even without the phone. Um, The phone was the excuse and you could point the finger at it or something Mm -hmm. else. But now like I don't have work preoccupying me. You used to blame it on, Oh, I got something on my mind because I had this client thing that was going on or this employee Mm -hmm. thing that was going on. Well, I don't really have that going on anymore. I just have this stuff that I'm doing here with the podcast and all that, and I'm still preoccupied. So that's a whole nother journey that I'm on trying to figure that yeah. out. So I'm just yeah. like, you know, for, for a young guy like yourself, you know, be mindful of that stuff and trying to improve on it. Now means you won't look back on it later and say, I worked my life away and now my daughters are 18 years old, right? They're going to college. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you go to college at 18, but around that time. Yeah. So these are all. Yeah. De- it definitely puts, puts you into perspective. And I love working from home because it, you know, because it allows me to just, you know, have them run into my office or I'll, I'll just take a break and walk into their, whatever room they are in and, and hang out. One thing you said in your video that you couldn't do it without your wife. She's your caretaker. Oh yeah. Right. She like, Yeah. She's my caretaker right now, <laughs> January to April. For sure. Yeah. Uh, my wife's my caretaker, yeah. January 1 to December 31. <laughs> I should probably I should probably just say that, too. Yeah. It doesn't. None of this Let's happens without her. She's my backbone. <laughs> Let's um, be real. Yep. All these trips Couldn't are going on. She packs. She handles almost everything in the house. Wow. Um, so we're, we're nothing without our wives. We're nothing without our other halves, our better halves. Um, and I appreciate that you mm-hmm. called that out because that was, that was good. Even though she may not. Oh even yeah. I had it. to give her props. Yeah. Cause as you know, when I was writing the script officially, I was actually driving to Houston and I was like, Hey, do you mind, uh, transcribing my script for me? <laughs> and so I had her put it all down on paper basically, or, or on, on the computer. What's your wife's name? Ryan. Ryan, Ryan AI. Was she, was she your AI right there? My AI, yeah. yeah. Transcribe for me while I'm driving. <laughs> yeah, and I was like, "Does that sound good?" She'd be like, mm, "I think so," <laughs> or she'd like kind of correct my grammar. Uh, That's dope. Yeah. <laughs> as we're going, yeah, it was she. Yeah, her support is is very like very key. Like she could just be like, "No, I'm not going to do that," and and but she knows like how important that video was to me. Yeah. And, so is she and, on the socials too? Does she have her own Twitter or own like Instagram and stuff? 
she has well she deleted facebook because she's a good person and (laughs) (laughs) and she she hasn't she's on twitter and she follows me and like jimmy kimmel or something just and that's it and she'll she'll go on and kind of just see just try to stay up to date on on what's going on with what i'm tweeting about because i'll tweet about a lot of stuff and i don't always communicate it to her and i should and so she'll she'll kind of catch up yeah. on what's been going through my head space a lot just by looking through my tweets i feel that last year was the year i was on twitter and my parents said they learned more about me just by checking <laughs> up on that than in real life because i never talk about anything so they would learn more <laughs> about the goings on and everything that was happening through twitter so i guess there's there's yeah. positive aspects to everything right yep um yep and it sparks more conversation so I don't know if this obvious fact was brought up by anybody else yet in our sphere, but what kind of paper do you use in statistics class, typically? Paper? What type of paper? Don't you use a special type of paper? I don't I, I have I to use graph good. paper because we in stat, statistics class, you know, bar graphs, charts, line, line charts. So we always have to get a bunch of graph paper, right? Uh-huh. So graph paper in stats class. Mm. Graph, stats, stats, <laughs> graph. <laughs> you always find these parallels between everything. It's the most obvious one though. How come nobody yeah. ever pointed that out yet? <laughs> you're you're like uh, I forgot his name in Beautiful Mind, uh, Russell Crowe's character, where he just like sees the numbers in the sky. And I see like, patterns. Yeah, I see patterns in like in normal everyday things. And I didn't really notice that that was a, like a gift or a, a curse. I think it's a curse because not too many people see it. And sometimes I have a hard time articulating it at first, mm-hmm. but when I do see it and it's obvious, I feel like everybody's already been talking about it. Everybody had to have been talking about that. Cause it was so <laughs> obvious, like graph paper and stats class. Yeah. Like that is the paper Jason. we used. I know I had a bunch of graph paper in stats class. <laughs> and, it all comes, and y'all are like, best of pals. Yeah. It's like y'all already were made for each other. This was so <laughs> perfect. It was it was preordained back in high school. Because that's when we uh, took stat class was in high school, right? So at Accounting High, you've got the graph and the stats. Yeah. Stats and graph. Wow. We're, we're just like, yeah, we're match made. He is the class and you're just the paper. You're just the tool and he's the classroom. Yeah. <laughs> I don't mean that in in at any but the best possible way. I mean it in the best possible way, right? You guys make yeah. a good team. So I I would love to like I feel like if Jason and I were closer geographically, we would. I, I'm saying this on my end. He could be like, "Nah, I'm not going to do that." But I think we would be like really good, like hang out together. Like we would we would probably create a lot of stuff. Oh, no doubt. No doubt. Uh, he looks up to you, and, man. I know that it's the taller aspect of, of that too, right? He does. He has to. But he does. No, no, but he really does. All <laughs> jokes aside, like I know that you guys joke on Twitter, like he'll make fun of you or he'll say things and then you do the cry face and all that and, <laughs> and it's all in love. But when I was talking to him at Connect, like he genuinely does look up to you, to the type of person you are, the same way he does really? to Chad Davis. Like, you guys are very generous with yourself and very humble and very calm and collected. And people like him, like me too, that have that energy, we need people like that as like a volume or like somebody to calm us down. Like I got to surround mm. myself with 
quiet, calm people because I've got too much energy and it's, mm-hmm. it's kinetic or it's like it, it creates fire sometimes if I'm around somebody else that has a lot of energy. And I mm-hmm. feel like that's probably the case with him. He may not articulate it the same way I am right now, but I, I find a lot yeah. of similarities like to somebody like Chad and somebody like you. <laughs> um, What's great is about me and Jason is we're, we're pretty similar, but we're also very different. And so like, we're able to play off that a lot. Complimentary. And that's, I think that's what would make us a dangerous combo for like, creating stuff together just because it's uh like we we have different ways we think about things but we it all kind of comes down like we kind of arrive at the same point in in a way uh just because he's very verbose and like he can just say things and it sounds super smart i'm not like that but we have i don't know yeah i'm just gonna well we we, we talked about this too you were the quiet guy that eventually had something to say after everybody's kind of done. I had a lot of friends like that in high school where they're like observing mm-hmm. quiet and then they make the joke that was like everybody laughs at or like everybody gets it, you know, like um, mm-hmm. the the sneaky mm-hmm. one, the the snake in the grass, right? Um, yep. And I, you know, I, again, I got a lot of, you know, you're the observer paying attention always. Um, and that's, you know, that's... Unless we're on Twitter and then I'm on the forefront. Well, that's the death. That's another difference too, because then you're not reserved, right? I think a lot of people that are shy or quiet in real life can really let themselves go on Twitter, un, you know, unapologetically. And I, I, mm-hmm. I've noticed that a lot. People that claim they are introverts are actually the most extroverted on Twitter. Online. You yeah. would never know it if you didn't meet them in person. You see how loud they are on Twitter. You would think that they're a mile a minute. Yeah. And then it's yep. the people like me that can't get it on Twitter. I can't get it because I'm talking so much in real life. Then when I try to actually do stuff on Twitter, I can't get it in context. And I can't like um, form a simple thought or do something simple on there. It's hard for me to do those like bigger picture, simple summary type things. So I got a subscription to Jasper AI. Maybe that'll help me post oh. some good tweets. Nice. That's the- Yeah. Man, uh, back to the point that you made that Jason looks up to me. I just want to say Jason is my hero. We know this like, already. We, yeah, you Jason spent plenty of time doing this. I played it for him. <laughs> I played it for him on his episode. I didn't do any callbacks on yours today because I had an appointment. I had other things going on. I was going to make a, a previously on for yours too. Oh, yeah. I just didn't have the time. He, yeah. He's the reason why like I'm doing YouTube and you know, we know have, like, I could, created this I could have path. played that. I definitely could have played that yeah. on yours too, but we could look, go, go ahead. Blow more spoke, blow more spoke up. As, up yeah. As like he, he's going to love it. <laughs> I mean, I've, I've, I've told this in, in person, like it's super encouraging to see him do his thing. And like, I just get so much energy from, from everything he's done. Mm-hmm. And like, I wouldn't be here without him. I want to be talking to you probably. I, I wouldn't have like a YouTube channel I wouldn't you definitely be, like, wouldn't have a red orange light behind you, and that's perfectly yeah, on brand with accounting high because our colors are red, the dark and the <laughs> oh, red. Sweet. So you're you're on you're on fire today. Yeah, I've got this massive light above me too, and it's but... actually not in the background this time. You used to have that light always behind you. Now it's actually like working, right? It's legit. <laughs> I got these poles, and across my ceiling, and going from ceiling to floor no. and it, it's able to like kind of hold the lights your lighting is, yeah, is immaculate it's, cool. it's great i'm i'm, I'm aspiring to be like that one day actually <laughs> i have a good camera now a really good camera and it's my iphone i got the new iphone and i just couldn't get it working oh, yeah. right before we recorded but um i have got this is the year of video for me 
and I'm going to start okay. slowly like yeah. adding low budget type stuff and low effort type extras in there. And that's, that's partly because I want to do music videos for my raps. So mm. I was just on a trip and two different trips and I recorded me doing the rap on a snowmobile in like in the snow in park city. So dope. Oh man. And then also at G pack, there was like 30 of us at G pack and we were, we had an improv night and after the improv was karaoke, but in between the two, there was a performance by Lil Top. Actually, sorry, there's a performance by OKR. That's my new rap name. Mm. Oh. OKR. Sweet. Have you heard OKR before? Like objectives and key results. Carbon uses it. A lot of business people talk about that. So it's an acronym that you might start hearing more. I don't know. I'm waiting okay. for it to catch on before I take it because I want people to recognize it before I say it. But it's actually OK Rapper. That's what it stands uh. for. Do we talk about this during a lunch? Dude, I've been talking about this for a year now, and it's just hard for me to change things. Like, I already, little toddlers catching on. People like that, and I'm already changing it. Like, <laughs> Sons of CPAs was catching on, and then I changed it to Accounting High. Like, uh. By the time you get OKR, I'm already going to be, um, I got another rap name on deck after that one, but I'm not ready for that <laughs> one yet. Um, it's going to be Esquired. That's, that's the next one. And that's because okay. that's the play on Esquire, but I'm not an attorney, but it's S squared because my initials mm. so it's like and it's close to m&m the way m&m pronounces or um phonetically says the two m's m&m like s squared mm. s squared so that's on deck that's actually when i when i take this really seriously so give me about that's five awesome. years for that so back to logan graph the graph and stats i just had to throw that out there because that was like seems these things happen like yeah. where i'm just thinking and i'm like and I had to work on that one for a little while before I brought it up. Like I had to work on my delivery and let you, let you think about the paper first. Cause I wanted you to come up with it. Like I wanted you to say, Oh yeah, graph paper. Right. Uh, but you didn't. So it didn't work out as, as well as it did in my head. I was just too stuck on trying to remember what kind of paper I used. In did you class, use graph so. paper? It, I could have. Okay. Maybe I you're could've. too old for graph yeah. paper. We used to have to use a pencil and graph paper when I was in statistics class. It, yeah, I don't remember. We've that. established yeah, that I'm 39. Math, so that's probably why. 32. Right. We're both. 32. Yeah, so so you're not good at simple math, right? Not like, I can't do like really quick math. Mm. So, yeah. We need calculators. Anything that requires calculator, just, yeah, not good at math. So check this. Sorry. Out. They, my daughter's high school said that they can't use chat, G, or they're trying to ban chat GPT. Man. That's like trying to ban calculators. <laughs> isn't it i guess yeah like imagine much. if you had that well, it's basically google am i like i just kind of see it as an advanced google it is. like jason compared it to ask jeeves so <laughs> yeah, like, it is well that's why jasper is jasper right that's kind of like a jeeves name um mm -hmm. jasper is just like the paid version but yeah i think it's i think it's amazing what we're going to be able to do and i god i wish i had that when i was in school because i'm a terrible writer you know, mm. like I was good at Variety. statistics stuff and algebra and all the, all the complex math. I couldn't do simple math. Mm -hmm. Don't ask me at multiplication tables. Can't do that. But God, I was <laughs> terrible at writing. So I think it's a blessing. I, I think, I think my daughter should use it as much as she can. Yeah. It's just a tool. It's a tool to, to get, get what you need. And like a calculator is a tool. Before you so. had graph paper, you had to draw all the lines on the paper before you, <laughs> before you did all that stuff, right? Yeah. 
you're probably in the stone age then uh hey, if you're some people have to hand write tax you returns. really have to hand draw the lines on a graph Dude, paper? i don't know i'm 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 saying like some people did have to hand prepare tax returns we have people that are oh, still yes. working yes these days now that have dealt with sea changes of technology and changes in in the profession and in their work environment they actually mm -hmm. remember and did work without a computer some of them maybe yeah definitely with one monitor you know mm -hmm. how many people do you see actually working with one monitor these days in our profession so when i started working for no the dude i work for he thought the second monitor would give him cancer mm. he didn't even want a second monitor he didn't mm. have a scanner in his office for sure he had a room full of papers and hand did a lot of stuff that he did. Definitely hand wrote like a lot of his calculations and everything. Um, I can see like, I kind of wish they made me hand prepare a few returns starting out. Mm. Uh, Cause I, re I relied on the software and it took me years to actually like understand. Okay. This is, Oh, that's how it's being calculated. <laughs> I just knew like, you don't okay. ever look at the calculation sheets. <laughs> Just put this number here, and I I just relied heavily on the software. And then I was yeah. Like, tell me how AIG is uh, calculated, or no, um, AMT is calculated. Tell me how AMT is calculated. <laughs> how how does somebody how is somebody eligible for AMT? Like and <laughs> yeah, don't even ask about AMT. Yeah. Holy smokes, or even AGI. I like, like I don't even know where AGI comes from. I I got to really look at that to see what's what comes before <laughs> or after AGI. Um, it wasn't when I started to like review returns and yeah. to like communicate to clients like, oh, this is like, here, this is what is mean is then that's when I really like took time to understand like, oh, okay, that's how that number got there instead of just being trained to put a number in a box. So, yeah. Yeah. That's, um, it, it was clients asking, why is this number this way? Or why does this say? 19,000. I thought I only had, you know, I thought I had more, you know, and then you'd have to go backwards. And <laughs> sometimes I would have to explain it on the spot because I had to figure it out as I was explaining it to them. And I would like BS my way through it until I figured it out. Um, <laughs> yeah. If you're doing that live, like, and you struggle through it, then you lose all credibility with the client. <laughs> and that's hard for an accountant. That was always hard for me to admit that I didn't know something. So I would always BS my way through mm -hmm. it. I, I was always one of those people that acted like he knew it all and then figured it out fake it till you make it kind of thing yeah yeah um yeah but yeah back to the stats things <laughs> we keep going back to that we always do that um i oh, said cool. that to him too i said it to him at that dinner i said dude like everything you're doing is what i want to model is is how i want to be like he's paving mm -hmm. the way for somebody like me too i say three people mm -hmm. or if i could just throw three names out there little dicky paved the way for me david bird Blake Oliver and Jason Stats. If I could throw people that are like relatively close to my age or younger than me, Blake's the only one that's older than me, and that's by only by a couple months. But the other two, younger than me for sure. I'm pretty sure Dave Bird's younger than me. Is how old is Jason? I know he's like he's younger right than you. Around. I think. I think he might be a little oh, older. Maybe a, a couple years. I think he's like 34. You're 32. Okay. I'm pretty sure he's, he's close to that. Do cyborgs have ages? cyborgs have ages so he's called a robot at his house does his family call him yes. robot? it makes so much sense now doesn't it so yeah 
I feel like he I is AI. Cyborg. He is AI. Yeah. It, it makes sense the more you think about it. Think about He's it. He's a synthesized <laughs> artificial intelligence and they, that they're slowly feeding to us, right? They're dosing him to us. In, in in short videos and short segments, we get we get some reality with him, but not that much. You know, he lives all the way up there, and he's always always out doing something. He lives in the digital verse, though. They just synthesize some some manifestation of a human whenever we see him in person. Yes, that's yep. that's true AI, AI right there. <laughs> that's that uh, that's that next level stuff. So I don't know if I'm high enough to talk about that. That's that's a whole nother like level of. Um, of reality if that was the case right but he's awesome i think like you know he's doing things so much differently than anybody else i see and it's all common sense and he's so like humble mm -hmm. about it too he's like i really don't know anything i'm just learning from those that are doing it better than me right like some of it's the most common sense obvious things mm -hmm. that he's learning from others and he never takes credit for that either he never like says i did this myself he's like yeah. dude i don't know anything i'm i've got imposter syndrome and I, and that's real. Mm. And I don't know. Jason's present is like, was planned three months ago. So like he's living in the past in a way, but he's really in the future. <laughs> did you, did you have a gummy or two before this? <laughs> <laughs> that sounds really trippy. <laughs> it's actually true because the stuff that he records. So get this, like he's recording stuff and releasing it mm -hmm. or even making tweets and releasing them later which is in the future but this is his past self that we are seeing so when we yeah. see the videos that's the past when we see the recordings and everything else that he puts out there he has five other videos he said this on his episode he's got five mm -hmm. other videos waiting to be released he's just got to release the old ones yeah. in a way y'all are all seeing a six month old version of me too if you're listening like to any episodes right yeah it's true yeah so your episode they, they saw seven month old versions of us we grew up <laughs> since then we're like we're, we're a little bit more mature yeah did you go back and listen to your episode i i started to i didn't finish it but it was it was pretty funny <laughs> you forget a lot of the stuff that you say right yeah and i like realized how awkward i was too yeah well you're gonna say that about <laughs> this too you're like i think yeah. we're always harsh judges of ourselves i'm getting a little bit better on it because i'm constantly hearing myself talk and uh, like say things and then I hear it through other people's voices and it's just it's just a weird life right now because I because I am just speaking my mind and putting myself out there and I used to be very judgmental and um you know self critical about a lot of things um maybe too self-aware in some cases but now I'm a lot more relaxed about it and I feel like yeah that I see that fly. did you catch him got a moth yep that was i don't a, know how there's a moth i saw him right flying now, but... around so i get these yeah. little fruit flies in my in my basement or they're like drain uh, flies and i can't get uh, rid of them and it only they only circle around me when i haven't showered <laughs> in a while so, <laughs> so you could tell if you watch the video of me you could actually probably smell me from there wait till we have smell vision i actually don't really yeah. smell it's just when i you know i haven't haven't showered for a little while you know i wait till i work out until i shower cause just at home nobody really sees me Mm -hmm. but as i was saying you know you get more comfortable doing this stuff too so you, you know people could compare your 2021 video to your 2022 and oh yeah huge difference yeah yeah and you noticed that obviously yeah and it's, it was it was really cool to see the difference in that yeah. yeah and that'll be cool for you to do every year you know that's uh that'll be like your ritual too if you don't do anything else that year at least do your numbers video right yeah 
That's all I got to do. Just to keep it going. <laughs> You'll improve. Your lighting's getting I'm, I'm, better. The lighting. Camera presence. Yeah. Uh, you, you have to, like, to get monetized. Uh, we might have talked about this in the previous, no, no, we, our last episode. Well, you have to get 1,000 subscribers and 4,000 watch hours. You're damn close. I almost have 1,000 subscribers. I have, like, 920. Away. And... But 4,000 watch hours only have like 13, 1,400 hour of hours of watch time. So that means you so got to push more out. I have to push a lot of content out this year, and it's a rolling 12 months that they base those hours on. So if I hit May, it'll start losing the hours from the 2021 financial breakdown video, and that'll that'll hurt. So I have to like I have to push content out this tax season for for me to try to hit monetization, and it's not like that's a huge money maker either at this point well what uh, if we took a bunch of what if we just took your episode of this and put that on there that's more maybe. hours right yeah that what episode did well on a podcast probably do better on a youtube i don't know yeah. i haven't released anything yet i plan on doing a youtube channel for accounting high and i've just got these big dreams for you it. should yeah because you see i see joe rogan clips all the time on youtube that's how a lot of people consume Joe Rogan is through YouTube yeah, because I have they can a see it. vision of how perfect I want it to be and how good I want it to be that I can't get past the stage that stats mm. usually, you know, Jason coached me on this too. He's like, you got to just start putting it out there. And mm-hmm. you know, four or five months ago, I told him, yeah, I'm going to do it. And I still haven't, but I'm getting close. I'm getting close to like for these videos. So here's, here's my play on how we're going to do this. A couple different things. I'm, I'm running this by you. So I've done mm. a bunch of episodes with Nicole McKenzie. And mm-hmm. she's a lot more comfortable now on the episodes too. So our early episodes, she thinks are cringe. And I probably would think so too if I went back and listened. <laughs> what we're going to do is we're going to do reaction videos to our videos that we did and go uh, deeper on the topic. So let's oh, say we cool. were talking about profitability. Well, now we're going to go deeper and we're going to update everything that we said originally. So it's going to be a reaction video of us this year. Next year, it's going to be a reaction video of our reaction video of us. So it's going to be a level three oh, review. Man. And we've already got like 25 episodes to do. So yeah, it'll be enough for a year. So by the time we finish the last one, we'll, we'll be circling back and it'll just be a, a Here we go again. inception. Right? <laughs> a movie with it. I think it'll be funny as hell because we're actually going to pro- try to bring value to it too. Right. We'll trim out all the yeah. crap and just keep it, keep it tight. And it'll just be a quick, like, class right from accounting high so profitability 101 102 103 104 processes there's no better time to start than now like yep. do it now yeah because you said like this. you it, yeah i said that last time like you got to start now because you're going to wish you started a lot longer ago because it takes time to to build momentum mm-hmm. well in this kind of stuff i gotta do one thing at a time here i i wanted to get to a thousand on twitter before i like saw that momentum going and i'm close i wanted to get a thousand listeners and i'm kind of close but not really like we're at we're not even at 600 yet we're close to 600 listeners Mm. i wanted to hit those numbers first and it's not about the goals like jason says but i want to be able to say i've mastered the audio and the you know that that side of it before i can get to video i want to say that Mm. good enough with the audio stuff that i don't have to worry as much about the little things there um, mm-hmm. and then I'm ready for video because video is an entirely different beast that I want to tackle the right way. And I want to mm-hmm. take the 
care for that. I don't want to release something, let's just say, mm. um, or low rent, you know? Mm. And that's okay. Other people do choose to do that. And they, they do release low rent stuff and then they get better over time. And I feel like that's how I'm, what I'm going to think about it. Like when I release something now, a year from now, I'm going to think it's low rent. And I'm going to think I've improved so much, but yeah, right now I still can't just get past the fact that, um, like I want to actually be comfortable and be, be happy with what I release. So my first music video was my ninth rap and it's going to be cool. It'd be good because the crowd, it was like 30 accountants. And so it's going to be the one that you shot on a snowmobile. Yeah. Yeah. So it'll be, it'll be clips from the snowmobile and the the footage is actually pretty good. Did you shoot it on an iPhone? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Okay. And it's cinematic mode. So it looked, and when people saw the footage, they thought I had like a legit camera crew because it stabilizes it and everything. I got, um, I got a cool camera holder that's stable. It's like a stabilizer. Uh huh. And I had three different cameramen for the live show. So you got the behind version and they all had good iPhones. So you got oh, yeah. the one, the shot from behind me looking at the crowd, the shot on the front corner, the shot from the, from the crowd in the middle. And I got somebody that's going to put together all the footage and it'll look like a legit rap video, but it's mm-hmm. a parody of Wu-Tang's cream. Right. Awesome. So I played a little bit that's for you so cool. in the beginning. Are you going to release that on YouTube? Faux show. That might be the first thing I release on YouTube. Dude, yeah. <laughs> I think it'll be good. I got I got a bunch of other ones that I'm going to start working on, but that's like part of the process. Like um, for me, I said to Stats a while ago, I said, I can't release anything until I have a music video. And he's like, why? Just release it. You don't need a music video. Everybody tells me that. Yeah. But in my head, the first time I see an artist when I'm growing up is on MTV sometimes. And I see their music video first. And that might be what catches my eye. That might be what draws me mm. to that artist. I remember the first time I saw Eminem, I saw My Name Is Music Video, and I absolutely loved it. That's what hooked me. The mm. first time I saw anybody, it was most, you know, first time I saw Foo Fighters for sure. You know, and I was like, this is all David Grohl. He's the guy in Nirvana, and I'm seeing mm. the Foo Fighters. Like, you know. So you want to make it iconic. I want people to say, oh, I saw this rapping accountant guy on this video first before they like heard the little thing here and there. So, um, right. I spent a year trying to work on my craft and I think that's, uh, in the right place. At least I'm not, I'm staying very humble about this, but I get a lot of good feedback (laughs) validation. (laughs) Let's just say I get a lot of people that say they love people that love rap that are like really feeling it and like genuinely like this good. So I don't (laughs) let my head get big, but man, I'm having fun with that. Like that's, and I, I, it's a weird thing too, right? We're accountants. Like we should be doing taxes. We should be working with our clients, right? But you're sitting here making videos that have 7,000 views. I'm sitting here making raps and podcasts that have 500. You know, that's, that's a very low number compared to your 7,000. That's why I did that. Um, so, you know, it's, uh, but, we're, but we're happy doing it. This is like the stuff that we really enjoy, right? Yeah, we're entertaining. Entertaining. Oh. Is that what it's about too? Is converging your passion with your purpose? You want to spread tax to the world. I want to spread taxes to <laughs> to the world. What's the, what's your what's your slogan? Uh, one ta- one tweet at a time, or one video? navigating the tax landscape one tweet at a time, or one video at a time for on YouTube. So yeah, I'd love to make tax more commonplace for for everybody 
pretty much in America because I don't I don't know about other foreign tax stuff, but like making people smarter about taxes or more knowledgeable in an entertaining way. That's all. That's what I'm about. Like that's what I try to do for my clients. And so uh, if I can try to do that for for the general population, that'd be that'd be awesome. So, and, and influence the next generation of uh, tax professionals. That's also something I'm, I'd love to do. So that right there is not for you. None of it. It's all, for, but it is in a way, but it's for somebody else. And I think that's when you really find your purpose is when you can do something for the greater good beyond yourself, outside of yourself, do something mm-hmm. for somebody else. You want to do this for the common folk. <laughs> you want to do this for <laughs> the, but no, no, you, you, but seriously, like you want to educate people and that's a true purpose because you're passionate about making the entertainment and having fun and doing it in a fun way. Mm-hmm. And you're purposeful about it too and intentional about what you're doing. You know, and you're taking a lot of time to edit your videos, to work on your lighting, to do all of these things because you're taking taking the lead from stats and he does high quality stuff. This is why I, I want to come correct when I do my videos because I, I know <laughs> I'm going to get compared to him and I want to. I think that's the highest oh, yeah. form of flattery. That's the bar. That's the highest form of flattery though. Um, and I, and you know, he's a huge like inspiration for me and I'm not going to copy what he's doing, but it's going to be a hell of a lot like it at the essence, at the he core. He would tell you to, I'm a, to copy him or steal. He's all about stealing. So on the, and I mean that in a nice way, both of us on the surface, we're basic white dudes that are accountants <laughs> that are making stuff for accountants. We have young families, you know, you got two kids, he's got three kids, you know, our wives work and take care of us. Mm-hmm. So on the surface, we're all basically the same type similar, of person, yeah. but yeah. we're doing things in our own way. And I think that's, we, we established that we kind of talked about that too, is you need those people to fuel you and to like, to, so you can grow too. Cause you see what they're doing and you see how you can get better. Mm-hmm. Um, so without people like that, there is no, you know, and, and there's somebody that inspires stats that he's doing this because of that person. So without that person, he's not doing it right. Same thing right. with Blake um, and David. You know, they're without they their influences. I'm not doing a podcast, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, and I hope only one day I could aspire to inspire somebody. Yeah, that that would be cool. That's like, but it's really cool when you hear from other people like feedback about videos or whatever you do, and 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 it's just like means means a lot. You like, sure as hell are doing it. There's no way your episode vaults that high if you don't already have a large following because you know you do like mm-hmm. you're inspiring people now to be doing what they're doing um mm. so that's that's something Hope to be so. proud of something to yeah. to know you're in the right direction right there's always more so i think one thing i learned recently is the true content or to be truly happy and sustainably happy is to be very happy and grateful for where you're at and what you have but also reaching for more to grow mm. grow mm-hmm. as a person grow as a professional grow as everything grow as an entertainer um and that balance is so hard to strike. That again that was really good it's so hard to strike that balance but you have to really appreciate and be grateful for what you have but not not too content and not too like because if if all you do is say i'm happy with what i have i don't need any more mm-hmm then things get stale. Then mm-hmm. you get bored. And then it turns into the 
So you don't want to not reach. You've got to still reach for that next thing and to grow, but you got to do it with both arms. Like you got to say, I'm holding on to what I have and I'm very grateful for what I have and I'm thankful mm-hmm. for where I'm at and everything I've done because I'm better than I was last year, right? Mm-hmm. But I know mm-hmm. next year it's going to be better because I'm doing this. And that goes yeah. back to your processes, your habits, you know, the things that you're tracking, the things that you're measuring to get better. And, you know, mm-hmm. for somebody that spends a lot of time just watching TV and taking in all the inputs, that's time that they could, or on the socials or whatever, you know, that's time they could be spending doing what they really love. Maybe it's a hobby. Maybe it's something else. So maybe it's mm-hmm. not like just consuming content, but creating it for us. Um, I used to consume a lot of content. I used to watch a lot of TV mm-hmm. um, and that inspired me, but I didn't ever have time to do anything else because I was just working and watching TV. Yeah. So, you know, I think I went, I, I'm super inspired by like, I mean, I'm on YouTube all the time, so I don't I even want to, uh, Twitter, there's like Twitter and YouTube. Those are my big time sucks, mm-hmm. but I get inspired by all these other YouTubers now that I'm, more now that I'm creating YouTube content, I'm like, I, I understand like what it takes to, to cr- produce and, and shoot and edit. And now when I s- watch other creators and understand like everything they went through and then how they create, like that inspires me. And I, I, I try to like pull, pull from them as well. Like, uh, and it could just be random YouTubers too, has nothing to do with, uh, Right, but that's even better yeah. though. I get my most inspiration from like Dave Chappelle's podcast. <laughs> he has a podcast. Oh, it's so good. You got to get a subscription <laughs> for it, the Luminary, and I'll, I'll pay every year for six episodes of his show because it's amazing. It's with Most Def and Talib Kweli. So Black Star and Quest uh, Quest Love is like producer mm-hmm. and Chappelle, and they're just kicking it. They're just talking about real <laughs> like, and it's high production. It's it's kind of like Automation Town level production stuff like but they incorporate a lot of music in there and just like Mm -hmm. they don't go too crazy with the effects effects but they incorporate a lot of music effects so you feel like you're listening to a record almost Mm -hmm. it's like they release it as side a and then the record turns over and you're listening to side b (laughs) so cool i love it um that's 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 what i aspire to do stuff like that like i want to turn this into like some kind of art where you know you think it's one thing like i want to release old sons of cpas collections on a record that people have to buy <laughs> or like a cd <laughs> you know what i'm gonna do i'm actually gonna put together a mixtape for all my app wraps and sell it as a cd five bucks and you can get this cd that's app wraps if you still have a cd player uh. you can order that and that's that's how i'm gonna release my <laughs> cd release only cd release only at first it's like exclusive and then people can rip it on <laughs> online and, and upload it or stream it I just don't know if I can do that. Like, I think I'm going to get pulled down on a lot of streaming sites because it's all parodies. Mm. So, you know, it's somebody right. else's beat. Yeah. And it's not like I'm, uh, not like I, I actually, I actually would love that if I, if I got pulled down would be the first thing, but if I got sued from somebody, that would be awesome. Um, that means so I got somebody's attention, right? Yeah, I guess that's a good thing. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I actually aspire one day to get sued too. Um, you can do it, Scott. I've never had a lawyer. Well, actually, no, no. I definitely have had a lawyer. <laughs> I'm sorry, I've, I've established that. People know my, my some of my past, but not. I've never had like a business lawyer or anything like that. I don't think I have. Maybe maybe somebody helped me buy the business or buy the firm, 
but I don't have mm-hmm. a lawyer on call. I want to have a lawyer. I need a, I, like, I want to say, I got to call my lawyer, right? And I need a mm-hmm. reason to get a lawyer because I'm not going to just pay a lawyer to say I might ha- get into trouble at some point. So I really want to get sued so I can get that good lawyer and start using my money wisely, right? Get some clout. Some kind of clout, you know? Some kind of recognition. So, so what's on the like, you, you've talked about what your path is for 2023. It's the one to many. What does that mean to you? How are you going to, when you say monetize the one to many, are you going to do it through courses? Or are you going to do it through monetizing YouTube? Yeah. The, the easiest way to do that right now is through YouTube. Uh, so I'd probably hit push YouTube a lot more, uh, try to do more sponsored videos and, um, and then I've been thinking about with, with Jason's, well, Jason's implanting ideas into my head is, is <laughs> that, that robot, yeah. that AI. <laughs> you know that's <laughs> them. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, potentially doing some kind of community or a, a like, you know, somehow show other people how to run a, a tax firm Ooh. or a CPA firm or, or like a cohort type deal, helping, helping new firm owners or people that are thinking about starting their own firm, having some type of like cohort to help them through that. And so can I pitch something uh, to you, sir, please? It's actually, this might be why Luke told me to talk to you about this. So like I said, accounting high has got openings, faculty accounting high is going to be a community of sorts. We Mm. don't have that tax person. We do. We have somebody else that's light years ahead of you that you could work with. And that's my old co-host Ackerman. He, his dad started their firm in the seventies. They are so profit. They made 1.2 million profit this year. Wow. Yeah. He's somebody you could be paired with and you guys can have shop class at accounting yeah. high and shop class is this, this is partially his idea. It's partially your idea already. Cause that's what you want to do with our founding faculty. You know, Ron Baker is our principal at accounting high. <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah. He, yeah, I could easily see the principal. That's, you know, I'm just the custodian. I'm just like kind of orchestrating these things and standing in the background. I don't, I actually don't want to have any part in the teaching, but I want everybody to be able to make money on this and to be able to turn this into something. What's up, pal? Dad, do you want a taco? Um, not this second, but I know Logan would love a taco. Give me a taco, please. Give him a taco, please. We had tacos in Austin. Mm. Love you. What you doing? I just wanted to tell you that you posted my sign on Twitter. Yes, I did. I loved your sign. I thought it was awesome. So if you look at one of my recent tweets, Frankie made a drawing of the restaurant that he's going to open up. And I looked at it. It was a good drawing. And it said, quick food. And I said, Frankie, that's just like fast food. He said, no, 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 no. But they're serving salad. It's healthy. And, And that's it. That's where our conversation ended. And then I went back upstairs and I saw the sign. And he had a slogan. Healthy food that's fast. Nice. I liked it. I thought it was uh, I thought it was very clever. So it's quick food, healthy food that's fast. That's good. What what's his name? Frankie. Good job, Frankie. Say good job, Frankie. Thanks. Thanks. So he's already got his drinks laid out, and we got a soda stream for Christmas, right? No sugar, it's just carbonated water with mm-hmm. flavor. So he's got all these drinks with some really cool names. So it's like, <laughs> what's one of the names, Frankie? Lima Cherry. Lima Cherry. So when you hear Lima Cherry, you think that's going to be a soda. Oh, what's the other one? One of them's like a... Lima Cherry 
lime and cherry blast. Doesn't that sound like something you would get at Taco Bell? Yeah. Yeah. But there's no sugar in it. It's just carbonated water and a little bit of flavor. Oh, that's And cool. it tastes good. I mean, uh, for somebody that's used to drinking sugars, they're going to definitely tell there's no sugar in their drink. But mm. somebody that wants to eat healthy, they're going to know, all right, this is legit. I drink a lot of sparkling water, so I'd probably you like it. You would love the soda stream. Mm-hmm. Jot that down. That is That changed my soda life. Stream. Your espresso machine changed your life last year. My soda stream changed yeah. my life this year. Okay. Bye, pal. Love you. He gave me the peace sign. Yeah. So he's a little entrepreneur waiting to happen. Yeah, that's awesome. Sounds like it. He said, you posted my... And I did because I was like, I was impressed Is by it. Is he following it. you on Twitter? He does. He's not on Twitter. <laughs> I posted it on mine. I don't want him on Twitter. Hell no. That's good. That's good. I was... I don't know how I feel. I'm not going to be a hover parent. I'm not going to like watch what they do. I let them do whatever they want. I want to get high with my daughter, but she doesn't want to get high. Um... Yeah, like I, I want to expose them to stuff before somebody else does, right? So they feel safe. Um, yeah, I don't know why I always go to drugs. I, I need to stop talking about the drug stuff. People said <laughs> people didn't need to tone that down. Accountants don't like that. So watching myself. Um, but yeah, what were we? What were we on? We were on uh, on one. Oh yeah, so accounting high. This is going to be a way that you know this is an outlet for everybody, one to many, but with many, with more people that are better than you but you have something to offer too that ackerman doesn't you have more of a Mm -hmm. stage presence and i feel like you two could be paired together very nicely you don't you may not know him but he's awesome he's my best buddy and they got a really big firm and you're just starting out so that's like the mentor mentor e but also Mm -hmm. you've got a bigger audience than he does Mm -hmm. so that's where it goes together and that's where you get your clientele and you use accounting high as like the forum right so Mm -hmm. So the way to monetize this is the private school, right? So there's the public school that's funded by sponsors. Mm. So you got Ignition and all these other sponsors that are funding the public school as a free mm-hmm. free inlet, no cost whatsoever. The private school is going to be expensive. It'll be like maybe 500 a month, you know, something like that. I feel like the starting mm-hmm. amount is going to be a $500 or $5,000 like initiation amount just to join, kind of like a country club, and then $500 yeah. a month. Yeah. So these firms that do want to pay that are serious about their growth. They, they're probably going to be over a million dollar firms um, mm-hmm. that would want to be taught this. And it could be smaller ones too that could afford that. But I don't think too many smaller ones are going to want to pay $500 a month. And if they do, they're really serious about getting better because it's not mm-hmm. that much when you think about it. 500, we spend that on all kinds of shit as a firm. Owner. Yeah. Yeah. So I want to make this a real palatable offering. And I think with the right people, that's that's how that happens. So accounting yeah, high is going to be cool. accounting high is eventually going to be accounting you in four years. Mm-hmm. But we need to we need to learn the ropes <laughs> first before years. we can be really well established. So that's so cool. You have like the coolest ecosystem of 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 all this laid out. Well, it's it's a strong vision of it. And right. I have to mind the imagination gap because not everybody follows me the whole way through mm-hmm. and I have a hard time articulating all of it until the pieces are all in place. So we do mm-hmm. have our founding faculty page and I do know that you're going to be one of them um, as well, I start right. to build that out. But also our listeners are going to be part of that yearbook too. Those are the students, right? So in order uh-huh. to enroll yeah. as a student, well, we have that, we, we built out an app. <laughs> so this is something that's going to be released definitely by this episode. I haven't fully released it to the wild yet, but I'm going to tell it to you uh-huh. because it'll be out there. We're doing a big come out party this year for accounting high. 
and it's going to be the ABC March Aptness. So the Accountant Bracket Challenge, right? Mm. Mm-hmm. And get this. So for the next month and a half, everybody's going to vote for their top five favorite accounting channels, accounting things, whether it's apps that they use, so maybe Ignition, mm-hmm. whether it's communities they belong to, whether it's Future Firm or Realize or Thrival, whether it's podcasts that they listen to, Cloud Accounting Podcast, Automation Town, maybe mm-hmm. Accounting High, and anything that they like in the accounting space, that's what they're going to nominate. And you get raffle tickets for each nomination. So you nominate your top five favorite things, and hopefully 500 people do that, right? Mm-hmm. Maybe more. I would love that. Everybody gets their nomination tickets for a trip to Italy, hopefully. That's what you get with your raffle tickets. So your nomination Whoa. phase is for this big trip. We might give away different things. We're going to give away a lot of door prizes, a lot of lots of prizes. Um, Ron Baker thinks we should give away a course at Disney University, which I love that. That's something that just reopened, and he said it was mm. the best education he ever received was Disney University. So that's going to be one of wow. the prizes. I'm going to have like custom Jordans and stuff, so cool prizes. And that's in order to be eligible to win, you have to be a student at Accounting High. So you have to enroll as a student, mm-hmm. right? And so all of our students will get our updates, our newsletters, and uh, announcement when we release a YouTube video, when we ever do that. So that's our funnel. And then the tournament kicks off when March Madness kicks off, right? So March Madness, you know March Madness, the whole NCAA mm-hmm. tournament. And we have our narrowed down 64 players or teams okay and those Mm -hmm. are all these apps that were nominated during the nomination phase and all the communities are grouped together all the podcasts are grouped together and then you have another round where you go in there and vote for the matchups the ones you want to win and each vote is another raffle ticket for another chance to win so you're accumulating raffle tickets throughout the tournament so we get the round of voting and then we have like the commentary in the episode where we talk about the matchups and then as we get toward the final four we get the ceos on of the or the founders of the ones that are that far down. So maybe it's future firm versus cloud accounting podcast on one side. So we have mm-hmm. Blake and David on with Ryan Lozanis and we, <laughs> we all talk about like the matchup, like, and basically th- what they're doing is really just selling their communities and talking about their stuff because they want more votes. Right. Yeah. So the winner is going to win. I, I really want to give away a trip to Italy and I'm, I'm, oh, I'm so close to convincing expensify to squirrel away the golden ticket like Willy Wonka's golden ticket. They haven't, it, they already said no, but I'm still, <laughs> I'm still pushing. <laughs> if they don't give away like that one last Italy trip, then what I'm probably going to do is just pay for it myself or I'll have some other sponsor do some kind of other trip. So I'm, I'm talking to a relay, I'm talking to ignition and some others that want, might want to sponsor it. So any sponsor isn't going to be a player in the tournament. Mm-hmm. They are going to sponsor it. So their name is on the bracket the whole time, right? Brought mm-hmm. to you by, mm-hmm expensify or relay or fresh books or ignition mm-hmm. or live flow all of these is, are people i've pitched it to so they wouldn't be playing so they can't lose they're in the bracket the whole time so anybody sees an update of the bracket during the tournament mm-hmm. they get to see the sponsors on there always and so there's no conflict of interest they can't win either so so it's going to launch in march it's going to launch probably in february we're so close we built an app so my buddy byron i don't know if you know byron patrick he used to work at mm-hmm. botkeeper so Byron built out, he, he's our, I call it, I say he's my integrator, but he's like agriculture at accounting mm-hmm. high. So that's his, that's his subject <laughs> matter because he lives on a farm. He built all of this out in bubble. It's a, it is awesome. Like it basically I've been able to come up with an idea and we run it by each other and he likes uh, it. 
he puts it, he implements it in the app. And like the next day it's there, whatever it is. Wow. I don't know how all this stuff works. I've never looked <laughs> at Bubble. I've never used it. I don't know about all these. I know that automations work. I know the concept around them. And I know all the programming stuff. I've, like my mom's a programmer. I just can't, I, I can't mess with that stuff. It's, it's over my head. I got AD. So, um, so we got, we got teams working on this stuff. It's really cool. It's going to be so dope. And I, I'm not trying to make money on this tournament. This is, this is the funnel to get a larger student body, right? Oh yeah. It's public school. So what do you think of my idea? Got to increase enrollment. What do you think? That's so cool. You join. You want to join accounting high? Sure. All right. We'll, uh, we'll figure out, we'll figure out how to get this one to many thing, but that's, that's my, my rough pitch. It could look however you want it to look. You can make it as much as you want out of this. We just have to craft it first and then build it mm-hmm. on the back end, whatever it mm-hmm. is. Cause I think anything's possible these days, especially with all the tools at our fingertips and all the resources that we have. I think we can do anything, you know, that we, that we want. <laughs> this is the Renaissance of content. We're going to, Ron For Baker sure. is making a TV show. He's got an app wow. that's going to, uh, I don't know how much I could talk about this, but uh, we'll let him announce it. You're not NDA'd on this? Yeah, I haven't got an NDA on it. I just kind of chatted with him about it. I want it to be animated. I want it to be kind of like, we both talked about this. If it was like kind of like South Park or like some kind of animated for accountants, <laughs> by accountants, oh, it'd be amazing. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, big dreams. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I realized that like, I mean, you see it with Jason, his, his one-to-many streams or avenues you know it's just the way to go in, in my well it looks a lot more fun than what i'm doing right now uh getting but you gotta enjoy to the process yeah of what you're doing now because the only way you get there is through here and you don't get there the way you got here mm-hmm. it's always it's always new obstacles along the way you always always different things that you got to figure out different things you got to change about yourself and what got you here doesn't get you there. He said that, I, I think I used that as the opener to his latest episode was like the stuff that you want to do in 12 months, aren't the same things that you're going to do now. So mm-hmm. you got to, you got to out, you know, you got to have somebody else do the things you're going to do now. Basically, you know, you got to mm-hmm. delegate that stuff. Delegation. The one thing I can say I learned through that is it's not delegation. It's trust. Mm-hmm. And it's not just you trusting the people you're putting in charge. It's them trusting you. And more so, it's them trusting you than mm-hmm. you trusting them. Mm. It goes both ways. But if mm-hmm. I can say I learned one thing through everything that I just said earlier on when I was talking about my team and everything that's going on, it's because I am so transparent with them. I don't lie to them about anything. I, I don't sh- hide anything from them. I share everything with them, and they do trust me because I'm, cause I got nothing to hide. There's nothing that I have to gain by being mm-hmm. either dishonest or withholding or anything. I have zero to gain through that. And they know that. And the fact that they trust me means I trust them more too, because nobody wants to break that. That's strong. When you trust somebody and they trust you, you don't want to break their trust or break their confidence in you because that's a, you know, that, that could shatter your world. That would crush me if, if somebody like, on my team did something to me because it's not that I like implicitly trust them with everything. It's just that I, I do because I know that they trust me. Like I think, you know, I respect everything about them and everything they do. And I don't like, you know, so there's this trust and respect. And I think that should be held higher than 
any other form of you know human interaction i think there's there's a lot to be said about actually like you know treating people with some dignity and respect and that's something that we don't see in this profession especially from employers and mm -hmm. firm owners they don't they don't really respect or trust their employees you know they, they're watching them like a hawk checking their time they're checking what they're doing they're making sure they got video cameras on them when they're at home if they're not working you know they get you know this is this is a business all relationship businesses are built on trust and you know respect doesn't get enough respect <laughs> respect doesn't get enough respect um mm -hmm. in this world but it's undervalued but if that's one thing that you could you could learn as you're starting to build a team is that trust factor obviously you trust your dad <laughs> right yeah so treat everybody He's, like uh, you would over tomorrow morning what treat everybody like you would treat your dad that's a good that's a good way to think about it yeah dad yeah <laughs> i've never said that before because usually they say grandma that's what adam markowitz says treat him <laughs> like you would treat your grandma and he's right like that was what one thing he learned from his dad um mm. this is a good episode you might like that one um learn that from his dad it's like treat the person on the other side of the table like they're your grandma and that's taking the extreme you know it's not treating like mm -hmm. your mother it's treating like your grandma and that's a difference because you got to talk a little bit slower with your grandma and you got to dumb things down a little bit more than maybe you would with your mom. Um, so that was one thing too. My mom said about AI. Cause my mom knows more about AI than I do. She's helping out with all this accounting high stuff too. And um, she said, AI helps you dumb it down to an elementary type school kid. So the person you're explaining something, so that high tech topic that you're talking about in the blog, mm -hmm. It, they can engage in it and they could relate to it because it's, it's accessible. Um, mm. It's something that they could, you know, they, they're bringing in things that they can relate to. And it's, it's, yeah, it's very uh, low level, but high level. Like it's very digestible. So, right. Yeah. I think AI is, has always been the future, but it's just our new calculators. Yeah. Jason showed me like some prompts that he did for, tax related video ideas and i was like all of those are really good ideas <laughs> right and i'm definitely going to copy that it's not what, though because you're doing it nobody created. else can make the video you make mm -hmm. they could have that exact same script they're not making your video they don't have your lighting they don't have you they don't have your delivery they don't have that mm -hmm. deadpan right so you're mm -hmm. not copying anything you just uh maybe you are yeah but you got to execute it. Exactly. And that's the hardest part for most people. It's not the script. It's actually doing it and releasing it. Some people mm. are, some people are sitting on nine wraps that had, that they haven't really released. <laughs> yeah. You, you just got to do it. Mm -hmm. I mean, you're preaching to yourself right there with those videos. Oh, hell yeah. So I know. I know. Well, I appreciate you coming on. I don't know how long we want to go because I like, these long episodes are great, but I don't know how many, like, actually, you know what? Let me say that. I'll take it back. The average listen time on stats episode was two hours and two minutes. Whoa. The average listen time on your episode was an hour and 30 minutes plus. I don't know the exact, I have to look at it. Um, but your episode was only an hour and 35 minutes, I think. So I will say that those episodes, I can, I can give you that number actually, because you're <laughs> done well. It's uh, 
let's see, go to analytics. You know, my son was, it's so funny that he came down here during our recording because that was the only episode he's, he's been on, on this whole podcast. He did the intro <laughs> to it. Um, cause our front office lady was sick or she was out or something. Let's see. He's back. Yeah. Um, oh yeah. So an hour and 21 minutes for, or hour 23 is your length. So, um, yeah, yeah. People listen, people listen to this stuff. Surprisingly. Yeah. I was telling, I mean, I was trying to pitch some ideas with Jason about videos the other day and, uh, He's. I don't know. Really know if people really watch that. And I was like, Jason, you're, you're like, not understanding what people are willing to you watch. Like, like, I was saying, wouldn't it be cool to have us go on a tour throughout the U.S. to other firms, accounting firms, and just talk with the owners, and we just hang out with them and talk to them and interview them, or you know, just hang out. And he's like, I don't know about like who would really watch that. I was like, well, people watch me like making a breakfast casserole <laughs> for busy season. So here's what <laughs> here's what I say to that is look at Gary V. He records and and releases everything that he does and every conversation that he's doing. He's doing it in different platforms, different mediums. You could mm-hmm. definitely find people that would want to watch that because they want to watch the stats and the graph, the graph paper and the stats class. Yeah, you know, that's that's what they're watching. They're watching that. They're not watching necessarily the interactions, and then all that stuff is good. It's got to be good. You got to take the best of when you're there. But the way I see it is, is like if you're going there mm-hmm. on a consulting engagement, you're already making money on that, and you're also documenting the process with the recording to give back to them, but also releasing it to give back to the world. And not everybody's the same. Every firm is a snowflake. But if you're actually getting paid to go out there and it's a consulting engagement, then you're making money on the front end and you're releasing the back end as part of the product, like part of the mm. video summary of what you did to help them. So mm-hmm. it's fun because you like to travel and you want to go there. I could definitely do that with Accounting High field trips. That's probably what we're <laughs> going to do anyway. It's going to be a consulting <laughs> arm of Accounting High that oh, yeah. gets paid to go in and actually change things and it's recording the whole, the whole process and then releasing it as entertainment so it's going to have to be good entertainment released but it's also that content for them to go back to so they don't have to sit there and take notes for everything you know Mm -hmm. and it's all part of the consulting engagement they got to sign the release because everything's going to be released anyway and there's nobody that's not going to want that everybody wants to share their some people may not want to be on camera but everybody wants to talk about themselves yeah and everybody wants to improve and they want to see what they're doing wrong so those are high-priced engagements because you got to travel and everything else, those are consultants, consulting fees, you know, but definitely there's value in that. And I may be overly optimistic, but I try to see the business angle in it first. And that's first attracting the right type of person that wants I would just do it for content. I wasn't even thinking about. Oh, no, 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 no. You got to get the travel paid for. You got to get everything paid for first before you talk (laughs) about the content. Content's going to be great. Definitely. Like there's no doubt about that. Content will be stellar, but I don't want to pay for my own travel. If I'm going to do something like that, I want to make sure that that consulting engagement's covering it and I'm getting paid for it. And then on top of that, I got good content and it's not diluted either, you know, because hmm. it's got to be somebody that could afford paying all that too. So Jason, let's go on a field trip. Yeah. I'm, I, I've already been talking about doing that with the other Jason, Jason Ackerman. That's the one I, I pitched to you. That's the tax firm. Yeah. That, that's my other co-host. So mm-hmm. maybe it'll be two Jasons. 
That was Jason's first episode was with Ackerman, and it was getting really confusing because whenever I said Jason, I didn't know who I was talking to. Oh, God. Yeah. That is confusing. His, yeah. his first episode was like in 2020. I think we recorded, or 2021. It was old. Wow. Yeah. Way back. Yeah, go back. That's a throwback. That's a throwback. So you've seen a big evolution with Jason. Oh, hell yeah. From the from the start. Oh, yeah. Yeah. He's uh, just his video quality has evolved so much. And audio. Yeah. Yeah, he he recently bought some cinema line cameras, and uh, yeah, he's about to get like even a step above where he was before. Like, if there's always another step, remember that's that like reaching, that's like hitting that next peak and Mm -hmm. climbing the next mountain too. And he's mastering it on all levels, not just the video, but he's got the audio. And God, their their show is so awesome. Like, I love the production of that show oh it's the coolest experience Experience. if you're in a dark room and you're wearing like really nice headphones it it, the the sound engineering with it is just like you feel transported into the world that he created and you're like i just want to hear about the stories i don't care about the automation or learning anything i just want to hear about the stories that's that's, that's (laughs) basically where i'm at but then all of a sudden they start bringing up good tips about email and i'm like well That's useful too. I mean, I might be in a dark <laughs> like cave and the water's dripping behind me, but I need to know this. I need to jot this down. Like he could create it or he could make it into like a, a video series. Like, Oh, like, it'll be a good animated video series. Yeah. Could easily See, make it visually. A, oh yeah. 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 Like it would be better animated because then you can control all the whole environment and the lighting mm-hmm. and everything. I, I think that would be mm-hmm. a good CGI or like some type of like, computer animation with like really cool graphics oh god i could see them doing something really dope once they got their hands on like that uh that real cool yeah. animator that can uh that can make things happen maybe that's maybe that's in his plan he's probably maybe already it's thought already of it. done and it's already done yeah it's just Again, not like ready to be released yet <laughs> they, exactly. they've already got season five filmed and, and recorded and it's all it's all ready to go <laughs> they've got this miles ahead of us they're uh <laughs> Only aspire. Only aspire. We're working in the present. Well, I am. You're pretty. You're thinking out years in advance. I'm. I'm pretty much just like, all right, what's today? And well, you still have a business to run too. You know. Yeah, that's the thing. When you're stuck in your business, you gotta you gotta work on today. Yeah, you got these great ideas, but then actually executing them means, oh, I gotta Mm -hmm. work. You gotta stop working. You gotta stop working and working do new work well but it is work don't let that confuse you because when i say i'm preoccupied or thinking about stuff it may not be accounting it may not be about the firm but it's stuff that's Mm -hmm. important to me and it's ideas that i have that i need to work out and like uh, you Mm -hmm. know i try to be present but i got this burning idea that needs to come out i got this rap that i'm about (laughs) to write that's going to be really good but i actually have to spend a lot of time on it and yeah and that i'm uh, I'm working on a script right now and i'm i'm I got to shoot it this Friday and release it probably next week just cause I'm so excited about it too. Yeah. But that's what kind of fuels the fire for everything else mm-hmm. too. Yeah. I've thought about even doing a podcast, Ooh. but I don't want to do it alone. That's the thing. So that's why I didn't do it at first. And that's why mm-hmm. I found a co-host. And that's why I have many, 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 many co-hosts because it's hard to do that alone. I still can't do it. I, I'm better at these one-on-one conversations now Yours was one mm-hmm. of my early ones, but now I'm, I'm much more comfortable talking to people one-on-one, but I used to always have to have a co-host just when I had a guest. 
Mm. Um, now I just need somebody else on. I'm not very comfortable doing a solo. Like you record in front of a camera for 13 minutes or that's what you release. Like that's to me is, is torture. <laughs> it It's like, if you're not in that right mindset, the, your energy will be so bad. Well, and yeah. it's, it's not just that it's like, for me, I need to feed off of an audience. I need somebody to laugh after I say something to know that it's any good. Otherwise I know it's not good. If I get zero reaction from Nicole, then I know I got to change the, the subject because she's the best audience. She, um, so it's like, you have to love yourself a lot. I feel like you have to be obsessed with your own like commentary and That's jokes. dangerous. Yeah. It's dangerous. So like, yeah. You have to think like, Oh, this is what it's going to look like to other people. And, envision that and use that to like bring it to the camera. It uh, takes a certain level of confidence and like, well, I always say poise, right? Like you got to be polished. You got to be really confident, but poise is actually mm-hmm. some of that X factor that you could weave in like, and it doesn't seem arrogant, you know, like some people can seem confident and they're just like, they seem very, um, very like narcissistic or, uh, mm-hmm. you know, there's a lot of words for it. But mm-hmm. and it's a turnoff and it's not a good look, right? But if you have that poise and you're doing things for a purpose and you really actually do care about the outcomes and what it looks like and who who your who your audience is and who you're mm-hmm. helping and know why you're doing it, you still need that confidence and you still need what may have looked and been masked as like you know, um, overconfident maybe, or just blindly like shameless type stuff. <laughs> like pulling off that IRS agent. That was awesome. In that video, like you have to, like, I was really worried how that would be. I thought like, it was hilarious. Like camera, something <laughs> like that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that was hilarious though. Hey, hey. Oh, that, those are the kind of things I watch on loop. Like I see some people do their TikToks, and it's oh, yeah. just like, yeah. um, it's hilarious though when they're talking to themselves. Uh-huh. Um, so yeah, so that's uh, it's, it's so funny. I I want to bring back the IRS auditor like multiple times. I think I just want to make him like a character into the into my content going forward, just because it's it just throws it just throws everything off. Really, kind of like puts a halt onto the content. The and it's a, like comedic relief. What's almost. the what's so. the agent's name? Gotta have a name to be determined. Name the character. Yeah, the character's got to have a story. It's not you. You're the one sitting in the chair. <laughs> it's like this kind of happy-go-lucky guy. Or at least for my first video, I had him in. The second video, he was pretty serious and like kind of not messing around. So he's kind of like a wild card. So you never know what to expect. It's kind of yeah. like you know, he's like your alter ego in a way, right? <laughs> you know. Just don't know what to expect. You may, you may come out with a funny a joke or you may just kind of sit there and be quiet, right? Yeah, so. exactly. Yeah. Uh, he's he's a good guy, but, uh, you know, he just gets a little carried away sometimes. Yeah. So <laughs> so you met Dan and um, Dan Gertrude's from Growth Lab when you guys were at the Ignition mm-hmm. thing, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So they're my good buddies. And they got this thing called AppStream, right? Did he pitch this mm-hmm. to you? Did he talk to you about this? I saw their promo video for it. It's, yeah. called, it's, a, it's a dope promo video. I love it. It's so cool. I love that. So that, like I said, like retro, like I said, we're doing this. Um, I'm doing a music video, but it's for AppStream. 
So mm. this is one of those things where I had the idea. It was like right before I fell asleep one night, I'm thinking in my head, and I don't know how it comes in my head, but I'm thinking app stream and I love the concept there. They did automations for my firm and it works and it's, and it's, mm. I'll, I'll talk about that in a minute, but, um, they, I was like stream, stream, cream, cream, cash rules, everything <laughs> around me, cream, get the money, dollar, dollar bill, y'all. So that's the song I grew up with. I grew up with write up and dial up manual entry and a ledger with a 10 key into high speed. So I'm going to play that for you in a second. I know you kind of heard it, but that's my journey. That's my story weaved into, I weaved AppStream into my own little story. So these mm-hmm. verses were easy to write. This is why I think this one is, is kind of getting there. It's not my 10th rap yet. Mm-hmm. It's my ninth one, but it's my ninth wonder, right? Like this is, this came out of me like pure stream of consciousness. The second verse <laughs> was Dan. I did the first verse and I wasn't going to do a second verse. I sent it to them and I was really happy with it and they loved it. But Dan was like, can you add in ignition and maybe Zapier and make for us? And he, he was so matter of fact about it. Can you just change a few lines and add in ignition? That's a great Dan impression. And I'm like, I worked on this all weekend and that's what you got to give me is I'm going to change something. This is a Rubik's cube. This is a puzzle that was put together that you're not going to take pieces out and add other pieces in there, like from a different puzzle. So maybe mm-hmm. I'll do a second verse for you, sir. Mm-hmm. And I didn't have high hopes. I was like, maybe I don't think I'm going to do it. I'm like, mm-hmm. I'm already worn out. I've already like worked my, I, I've worked so hard to get the voice right and to get the, uh, like the method man in there and like all of that. And I was still kind of ashamed by it. Like, I didn't know how people are going to take it. I didn't know if it was going to be any good. I, I can't be my own. Like, this is why I can't record my own videos. Just like you were saying, because you don't have that audience to bounce off of. Like if you have enough confidence, yeah. then you know, they're going to like it. But if you don't know, they're going to like it. Like I'm still unsure of my raps. So I started doing it and I'm like, I was going to do it pure parody style. And I did the first couple lines as inspector deck. You know, he said, it's been 20 long haul years. You know, he's, he's talking about how many years and, and struggling. Right. So I'm like, all right, let me start off with that. And it was just too much like to parody that version. I was like, I've been 12, it's been 12 long hard years and i'm still hustling despite the juggling headcount doubling reshuffling struggling time spent only growing top line with no regard for the team state of mind and then i just kept going and i wasn't doing his verse at all but i still was like kind of staying on beat and then i threw in the jason stats davis chat and it just kept going and it was like i had to hit the ignition and then I hit the Zapier and then I, and I hit the make and I hit the Zapier. And then I was like, Ooh, I could probably just like, and this is all like split second, like kind of thinking it didn't take me much that long at all to do this verse. And I threw in all of the automations that I, I made one up <laughs> at the end. I made up a bill pay one. I don't even know if it would work, but I, I threw it in there. And then I actually talked about the one they did for us with dial pad. So they took our texts and turned them into carbon. They, they pulled they fetched and batched them and pulled them into carbon from dial pad. So the communication with a client that's via text is now in that carbon feed with the emails too. And they did that by creating a something, I don't know, in Google studio with a unifier code that takes the text and pulls them in at the end of the day and then imports yeah. them into carbon. So I had to, I had to sell it. So at the end is a call to action. It's like, here's how much it is. Go check them out. So nice. I'm gonna play it. I just kind of, 
I told the story first. You, you played it in the beginning. Oh, did I? Yeah. Okay. Well, I played it without the recording on. I got to play this because it's an ad for them. Like the whole thing, the whole part of this is actually, this is an ad. Um, Speaking of stream, can I make a stream real quick? For sure, yeah. Be right back. How do you make right. a stream? Oh, One you got to pee. All right. Yeah. yeah go go make a I stream. Mean. Yeah, sorry. I didn't, I didn't realize we needed a bathroom break. I might need one too. Two hours later. Yeah. I should work in bathroom. I should work in bathroom breaks. <laughs> I know, I know. Appstream, Logan's stream in your dreams. That was actually yeah, kind of um perfect that you said I got a stream. <laughs> and I thought you were like, Can I stream this to my live YouTube channel? <laughs> in your dreams, keep you going. Keep going. You, did you did you work on this while you're peeing? <laughs> yeah, I was, I was thinking app stream, Logan making streams. In your dreams, make your cream. <laughs> <In this>. <laughs> <laughs> you put make your cream in there, and I did it too. <laughs> You'll hear that too. That's one of the lines. I had to put something dirty in there. <laughs> so I cream my jeans. Oh, <laughs> when God. I found the Supreme Team at AppStream, let's let's play it. Let's see. Tell me what you think of it now that you heard the story. Tasks. Nicole loves this. She always was yelling at the G Pack. Simple tasks. Simple tasks rule everything around me. AppStream for accounting. Powered by the, by the growth lab. lab. I grew up with dial up and write up. Manual entry in a ledger with a 10 key. Enter high speeds, new countless technologies. Allow to move up to the cloud with ease. A young noob was proud that I found new ground. Find ruin pride, it went upside down. Cleaning a mess was no fun. Fixing up this one and that one. Disconnect apps that don't run. But this was just a dream for the team at the app stream. Automating simple task accounting and running up our margins. Doing it with carbon. Making more client time for charging. No question trade high speeds for synced apps indeed the combination made my mind free no question automated workflow was fully hosted solving pain points and file storage onboarding forever better no damn human error more client time means more cheddar trigger connections in your account so get with the growth lab click and go all out connecting teams from cross seas automating these app streams seize opportunities eliminate save time it's like amazon prime pick a cow automate now simple task rule everything around the app stream for accounting powered by the growth lab simple task rule everything around the app stream for accounting powered by the growth lab it's been 12 long hard years and i'm still hustling despite the juggling headcount doubling reshuffling struggling time spent only growing top line with no regard for the team state of mind a pandemic hit dude exposing systemic issues so academics i pursued converged my passion with my purpose problems resurfaced stopped doing what didn't serve us got nervous on a mission so we made an app purchase a new addition omission erase tradition that's when i found ignition now race transition outpace competition automating proposals and receiving payments all adjacent apps are fully integrated frustrated it's so damn complicated educated me on this and that jason stats davis chad just pitched us integra mat and now i'm automating with the greatness of make 
creating space so I imitate rappers Making me happier, I couldn't have done it without Zappier Faster and scrappier, I dream of new things Renewed esteem, then I cream my jeans When I found the Supreme Team at AppStream Automating simple tasks, now let's get you up to speed Initiate a bill pay, you'll see You take attached PDF from Gmail Extract with the text recognition in 2G sheets Then export it into Veeam Create a jetpack task from Slack and then back Or a dial pad text fetched and batched as a carbon task And that's real elimination of a manual conversation Take information from HubSpot to Dropbox to Ignition It's a new sensation Only cost $1,800 per integration For all your custom workflow automations Simple task rule everything around me Appstream for accounting Powered by the growth lab Simple task rule it's like the, um, around me Appstream for It's like the musical guest, the right? So that, at the end of the show, you know, you have the musical guest come on, and um, it's like the talk show, right? So this musical guest is OKR. He, he came on to uh, perform for you guys. That's really good, Scott. Sometimes it's a little toddler, sometimes it's OKR, depending on the mood. I feel like I gotta come correct now, though, because this is a legit ad that they paid me for, that I'm pushing their product for the listeners, and I believe in it because I use it, right? Yeah, the best. But it's got to be something that people actually want to listen to. My dream is to make an ad that you look forward to hearing, right? Mm. Some ads on the Super Bowl are fun. Like, you want to see the ads. Don't you watch the Super Bowl sometimes just for the ads? Only for the ads. Only for the ads. All growing up. That's all I wanted I to see. I don't watch football. <laughs> Simple tasks. So. I want to grow Yep, that's good. You know, like, if you heard the song or not, you might like this, even if you hadn't heard it, because that's a really popular Wu-Tang song. It's probably their most popular song. So most people will have known it anyway. So that's my formula, right? Take from the 90s, rap from the 90s that's recognizable mm-hmm. enough and um, spice it up for our accountants today. Mm-hmm. Do some backflips with some of the copy and uh, have fun with it. So that's not good. Thank you for joining me, homie. This was a great conversation. I'm in a much better mood than I was uh, when we started. Thanks for having me. So, um, I hope it's uh, January, late January. So, it's tax season, everybody. And this will still be tax season when you hear this. <laughs> I promise you that because I got to get this out there because they paid the sponsor for a certain number of months. I'm doing subscriptions now for sponsors. So, if there's any sponsors okay. listening, whether it be at Ignition or Dropbox or, or Slack or any of those, we're doing subscriptions now with our partners, our PR partners, is what I'm calling it. So they're going to be on across all media platforms. We're going to promote them. We're going to talk about them. We've got faculty that could do the same. We're going to work everything out, and it's just one monthly subscription. We got subscriptions starting at five thousand dollars a month, going all the way down to a thousand. Bronze, silver, gold, platinum, and diamond. Only one diamond available, and it might already be purchased. Mm. So stay tuned. That's uh, we're only going to be able to handle a certain number if we do it like that. And we're always going to push those products whenever it's appropriate, right? Right. Or push them all at the same time because they don't compete. All of these apps are all part of the ecosystem, right? Part of the anatomy of our firm. And our firm needs certain body parts to run, right? So They complement each other. They do. You got your backbone. That's carbon. You got your heart. That's ignition. Pumping the blood everywhere. And you got the blood veins is the payroll. So you got either Gusto or ADP soon to be determined as the red blood veins payroll running through you've got the blue blood veins which is 
either Zero or FreshBooks to be determined. You've got your fingers that are your digits. You've got your eyes looking forward. That's your forecasting arm, which could be basis or could be giraffe. You got your ears, earmark. You hear with those. Um, I can keep going, but that's the anatomy <laughs> of your firm, right? And you need all those parts for it to, for it to all work. So mm. I think all in all, there's probably 15 parts <laughs> to that, and those are those are our app stack, the anatomy. So it's like anatomy class. Stay tuned. More, more to be determined. Figure out who all those sponsors are and how everybody's getting paid at the public school. All right, homie. All right. Well, thanks. Appreciate you. Thanks for having me. We uh, love you. We we will have to do this again. Yeah, I'll take you a ride in the cop car. It works. It works I will now, definitely so. be in Austin again because I want to hang with my buddy Paul. Paul Glance. I feel so bad that I didn't hang with him when I was there. You mm. should know Paul. I don't know if you know him, but. I've talked with him before virtually. He's yep. awesome. You should hang with him. He's my buddy. I just saw him in Denver. Um, saw a lot of my friends in Denver, but I got a lot of Austin friends now, so I might be back. I might find yeah. reasons to go there. Sweet. I love Austin. All right, I'm. All right. See you.